Hello everyone, welcome to Carrow Road. Welcome this fine Saturday morning. It's a football morning. Uh, predictions, give us a general prediction. 3 0. I'm a good friend of Demus' father, and he arranged us tickets. Wow, uh, we are in a different world now, of course. Uh, Norwich City winning here 3-1. I'm feeling ecstatic. That's classic team move. give him one chance and, uh, you know, he takes it. Everyone expects us to, to finish mid-table or perhaps even to be involved in the relegation battle. But uh, right now, yeah, we are in a brilliant situation and we enjoy this moment. Hello, good evening and welcome to this evening's Pinkun show. What a good day that was on Saturday, by the way. Uh, this is our de dedicated Canary shenanigans uh, that would never dream of asking for favours from anyone. Uh, I'm Michael Bailey, this is edition 171, and we are live from Departure Lounge on Prince of Wales Road with loads to talk about over the next 40 minutes or so, including that magic Millwall win, Pookie's best yet, a Friday feeding of the Swans, and your comments and questions uh, as well as the current championship picture and the return of Flip the Bird. We will do all of that in the company of tonight's guests, Pinkin's own data guru, sports desk, Peter Raven, and uh, a bona fide Canaries legend and one-man Ipswich Town wind-up merchant, Darren Huckabee. Gentlemen, what a pleasure. Welcome. How are you both, Darren? Good to have you. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Yeah. All well? Yeah, as good as can be. Top of the league. Ipswich at bottom, so you don't get much better than that, does it, at the present time? He's gone straight in, I love it. Uh, Pete, how are you? You haven't been on the show for ages. Um, no, this is my first appearance on this format, I think, oh. but lovely to be here. There is free food, isn't there? <laughs> I don't know, Pete, I don't know. Um, not if you carry on like that. Uh, so, uh, as is now the norm on um, uh, the show, we are live on Pinkin.com, uh, the Pinkin Facebook page, Twitter, Periscope and YouTube, all being well anyway. And over the course of the show, we want to hear from you, uh, be it your Millwall experiences, hopes for the coming three games that take us into the only remaining international break of the season. But especially with Mr Huckabee with us, get your questions and comments uh, in for the man himself, be it Norwich now, Norwich then, one of his former clubs if you want, not Leeds, uh, and anything in between. All you need to do is post your words below the live Pink and Facebook feed, the YouTube chat box, or a reply on the Pink and Twitter and Periscope streams, and I will do my best to keep track of all of those things as well as doing a live uh, television show. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, right, uh, Wesley Moulahan is back. Uh, she's to my left. Anel Hernandez is ready to go. Darren is... Uh, Desperate to get involved in that, uh, which means it is time for this week's Norwich City headlines. <laughs> Sorry, Darren. <laughs> Lions tamed a treat. City dug in, showed they are no pushovers and ultimately brushed Millwall aside. Coping with the dirty side of the game? No worries. <laughs> MV Potter. Think that really works, does it? Uh, Swans boss Graham Potter is still waxing lyrical about all that time and faith Daniel Farker got at Norwich, probably because he wants some of the same at Swansea. In fairness, he does have a bit about him. One down, two to go. Timu Puki lands a second successive PFA Player of the Month award and the eagle-eyed will have noticed the EFL jumped the gun, I think, to reveal that Daniel Farker and Timu Puki have both been nominated for the Championship Manager and Player of the Month awards for February. We will, of course, find out the results and the nominations before the week is done. And finally, TV or not TV? It was the Sky announcement that Sudan disappeared, but it does sound like Norwich's April trip to Wigan will be moved back to the Sunday lunchtime kickoff. Uh, when, as uh, Chief Operating Officer Ben Kensel said on this show last week, City hoped to sell 5,000 tickets to Norwich uh, travelling fans. Uh, maybe it would be a good game for the club to uh, pay the fans back with a nice gesture or two to make sure being part of the yellow wall at the Latics is more tempting than just watching it on Sky. That's it. <laughs> Nicely done, Darren. Uh, you're an expert. Oh, we'll definitely get you to do that again. Um, let's crack on with it, though, shall we? At Millwall, um, what a day. It was having seen so much good football from Norwich this season, it was nice to see them dig in and, and defend so well against a, a rough and tumble side. Yeah, you, you don't probably have to do it that many times now. You know, most teams try and play football in this division. So when a team like, you say, Millwall, maybe like a Rotherham, 
smack it a bit longer. It's good that you can deal with it and it's a tough place to go, but as soon as we got the lead and then obviously got the next goal, I think it was it was kind of game over. So another job done, uh, move on to the next one, you know, take the games off and just keep focused for trying and obviously get promotion. We'll talk too much more about the promotion journey in a bit. Um, Pete, the defence gets a bit of stick. Um, I think Neil Harris actually gave, gave it a bit of stick indirectly, Millwall manager, because he said if, if Norwich tighten up, they'll probably go all the way, which is a bit of a damning indictment given where we are in the season. But actually, um, is it that much of an issue because you know Norwich are tending to score more goals than they concede? It's an interesting one because individually, <coughs> Max Aarons, Lewis, Zimmerman, Godfrey, all playing brilliantly, but as a unit, it's a bit shaky at the back. <coughs> but like you say, we're going to go the other end and score two or three. What's the issue? It's entertaining. Carry on. <laughs> it is entertaining. And as um, producer Tony clipped out from the last time you were on the show, Darren, uh, that was part of the issue, wasn't it? Last season wasn't good enough. And Norwich fans wouldn't accept another season like that one. And boy. To be honest with you, it's completely different this season. I think the, the tempo that we're playing at, obviously the energy and youth that's in the team, I think has made a massive difference. Even though you, lo- you lost Madison and uh, one of the Murphy brothers, I think it's kind of helped us because... You know, as good a Madison, the player Madison is, a lot of it went through him and he slowed the game down quite a bit. And, you know, you look at Wendia, you look at Max Ahrens, Jamal the side, we've got pace all the way through the team now, especially in wide areas. It's pace, youth and enthusiasm. And I think that's probably the biggest difference from last season to this. That's what you played with, wasn't it, every game? Yeah, I did, but, you know, to have four or five players who can run, it makes it a lot, lot different. You can press the ball really well, you can break away when you need to, but... As you've seen, the, the football that we're playing this season has been as good as I've seen as a player and as a fan here. So, you know, long may continue. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we kind of talked about it when James Madison was sold that it's all right if you invest it and the team becomes stronger because you can sort of recompense for losing such a good individual. But fortunately, Norwich have pulled it off. Um, we're having good, another conversation about good goals and which goal was better than the other, Pete. Uh, which did you like out of the three? Because we had a, a, a lovely move um, and a, a, a decent finish from Stephen. We had a, a good old set-piece header from Christoph Zimmerman, bullet header. I think Paddy said it was one of the best headers he'd ever seen live. Uh, I think that's what he said. <laughs> and, and, of course, the wonderful third goal on the counter and, and Tamer Pukki scoring again. Well, Zimmerman won me 20 quid with that goal. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. nice. Um, but no... You can't look past Pookies, can you? The, <clears throat> the build-up from the back and then that ball that took it away from the defender, that was the, the visal touch. And then he's not going to miss that, is he? So how, how, many, how many times have you bet on Christoph Zimmerman to score this season? Um, first time. It's actually... That was the first time you bet on him to score? Yeah, it's start of the season. I put a bet on James Madison to be PFA Young Player of the Season. And with that, I got a free bet each week. So I've... And I've already won my money back to Tim Closer, Godfrey. I always put on defenders because there's the best odds, but Madison's not going to win it. I mean, I think Sterling's far and away. Raheem, is he Raheem Sterling still? Oh. Yeah. He's 24, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Is it? Oh, they should bring that down a little bit, shouldn't they? Like experience by the age of 24 these days. Well, I don't know. I think it's nice that it gives you two winners, doesn't it? Right, yeah, Every year, so I think that's what they do it for. I love the fact that the data guru keeps winning bets. That's the way to do it, definitely. Um, I saw something plugged, I think it might have been from the EFL on their social media, um, questioning whether Tamer Pukki, best free transfer of the decade, which, um, I mean, I, I, it's hard to think of the other ones that come to mind, but just phenomenal what he's done, isn't he? Yeah, it's probably a surprise. You know, obviously, was it, was it in Scotland, probably struggled a bit, but you know, did he struggle with the league or did he struggle with the pressure playing Celtic? So, you know, I think there's two things there. But like I say, it's been a revelation. It's going it's to be... You know, probably difficult to keep hold of him if if we don't go up. Yes. You know, hopefully we go up and he stays and gets a new bumper contract and what he deserves. But like I said, and you know, hopefully we'll get us both get to the right destination. And we're both in the Premier League. Exactly, that would be the dream. Uh, Eleven games to go, of course. Let's get some of your questions, shall we, before we move it on. Um, up on YouTube, Canaries, Canaries. So good they named them twice. Uh, Mr. Huckabee, thank you for the best Christmas present ever. When you signed for us, was that your best Christmas present ever as well? I don't know. As a kid, I must have got a decent one as well. Oh, dad, so. but, uh, Just one. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I've said it before, it kind of changed changed my life. You know, I've been here ever since. Really, obviously, a little spell in America, but like I say. It just seems that it was perfect, and we, you know, obviously going on to win the league, 
it's all right coming here, but you've got to actually produce and to win the league and give something back to the fans was memorable. It was, and of course we'll have if Norwich uh, do the business this season, we'll have a lot of comparing, uh, comparing to do, no doubt. Uh, Elliot Hatton, great to see the legend that is Pete. Ray- oh, sorry, <laughs> Darren Huckabee. I, he, I can do that with Pete. It's fine. Um, Darren Huckabee on the show. Uh, does he think this is the best NCFT team since he took us up? Which I guess you kind of answered, haven't you? Do you, uh, do you think? Do you think it would beat the um, team from t- 2004 as well? That's a tough one. A lot of teammates in that one. I'll, 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 be, I'll be honest. We were a lot more hardened, old school veterans playing. So you know, that makes it a little bit, I won't say easier, but you know, the stats from that, from that season are pretty good. 94 points, 18 home wins, only conceded 39 goals. I think the difference is we were very hard to beat, but we also could hurt the team. So I think that's, you, could only, you can't knock this team because they've been absolutely brilliant, but we've conceded quite a few goals. And... You know, I, we've kind of got away with it a little bit because I think we're by far the best football team in this league, and most teams play football in this league. So I, it used to be it was probably a 50-50 split, teams that smacked it and scrapped and fought. But I think we outplay a lot of teams because we are better at playing football, and most teams play football now. So yeah, we'd win. The, uh, the, the you kick them off the park. That's what you're saying, yeah, well, and then you'd run in behind. That's why. <laughs> I, well, I can't believe that. I was speaking to Adam Jory about this the other game that I can't believe more teams don't rough us up. You know, if, if, if I was watching, you know, if we, I was playing this team now, I'd be thinking, well, they've got three 20-year-olds playing and they've got, you know, Zimmerman who's not really used to this league and he's not the quickest. You'd be thinking there's things you can do to, you know, expose them. But to be honest with you, no teams have really done it this season, so. Can't get close enough, mate. No, we, we, <laughs> we have the ball quite a bit and we're, you know, we're very, very productive in, when we've got the ball. I would say, like I said before, this is the best football inside, pure football inside I've seen as a player and as a fan so the last 15 years the best Norwich t- team I've seen on the ball there's been a, a, some tempted to compare with Wolves from last season but um, as we found out today I think Wolves um, lost a million pounds a month getting to the Premier League last year so was it a month was it more than that I can't remember was it, was it a week it might have been a week wasn't it yeah, that's pretty yeah 52 million quid <laughs> Villa have done exactly the same I've read there something today that they've spent that kind of money so it's an expensive business so if we do manage to get up this year by uh, hopefully doing it the right way it'll be a massive achievement well, cool won't it just uh, Toby Gacklin I hope I've said that right uh, Toby hello guys top stuff as always thanks uh, got a quick question for Darren Michael could you please ask him what was the best prank that was pulled whilst he was at the club or even that he has heard of your best prank or the best one you've heard of uh, you I can think on, think on it if you want no no I know exactly what it is <laughs> I borrowed Lee Croft from my car so I could take a girl out for a meal me and Flame tried to steal it back while I was in the restaurant. We had a video camera and everything. We are going to film it, show the other lads. He was in the restaurant for about 10 minutes. And then he took the car and we tried to chase him. He took it to Yarmouth. This is my car, by the way. He was doing, <laughs> what car was it, by the way? Savage. Big BMW. Oh. But he was doing 120 mile an hour down Acle Straight. <laughs> right. And we were, we were trying to keep <laughs> Probably up Probably not quite that much. But, but. Well, he was. I know he was. <laughs> but we, uh, we lost him. We lost him. And he, I don't know, he took a girl home to... Great armor, so we just lost it, but we had to drive back. But that was a prank. He, he, we were going to play a prank on him, but he nicked my car. <laughs> so I'm glad that earlier sentence ended with great armor. So I was a bit worried then. Brilliant. Uh, what a prank that is. Uh, you're welcome. Um, uh, who was that? Toby. You're welcome, Toby. All yours. More of that definitely coming up. Uh, so uh, let's have a look, shall we? We're going to do a bit earlier at the. Um, championship picture if we can uh, which for most teams of course is 11 games to go there's some slides for you gents if you wanted to uh, just peruse those and we'll have a look at the uh, the actual slides on the on the television which I, Tony is saying is happening uh, it was a big catch-up week that started with Leeds crushing West Brom and all their doubters uh, probably me included uh, Nelson Oliveira scored for Reading as Ipswich lost in injury time to Reading while the Sheffield derby ended in a goalless draw and Chris Wilder asking for favours from the Owls over the rest of the season Steve Bruce's side come to Carrow Road on Good Friday the changes are small these days, with Ipswich now 12 points adrift and the excellent experimental 3-6-1 suggesting Town's chances of survival are basically minuscule. Uh, Blackburn continue to slide while only two teams in the bottom half have a game in hand. Uh, Norwich are now four points clear of Sheffield United in third in what looks to be a three-horse race for the top two. Every team in the top half will still feel they can break into the top six, as ridiculous as it is, although Bristol City and Middlesbrough's games in hand may be key to that. 
It's a double week of fixtures with Norwich kicking things off on Friday. The Blades then have a derby date and lunchtime kickoff before Leeds head to Bristol City at a more traditional time. Ipswich head to West Brom, while Sunday lunchtime is the second City derby. Into midweek, Sheffield United and Leeds play on the Tuesday. Both games will be um, ones they are expecting to win. It's then Norwich's turn on Wednesday with a tricky visit from Hull. Swansea head to West Brom, while Paul Warns, Rotherham are at QPR on the same night before hosting Norwich at the weekend. Um, Pete, what goes through your mind when you look at the table at the moment? Uh, well, looking at the fixtures um, this weekend, you would expect West Brom to see it switch off. Um, Sheffield United. You're still, you're still including West Brom then? Yeah, uh, it only takes what a loss from either of those top three and they're, they're then back in it. I, was, I said it earlier before that this little dance is going to go on for the end of the season. There's still a quarter of the season to go, it's 11 games. You can't rule out West Brom yet, um, especially looking at those fixtures. Um, Bristol City away for Leeds is not going to be easy. Um, and Bristol City know that they need the points because they're, they're still hopeful of the top six. Yeah. Um, but again, with I don't know, I know Dar- uh, Daniel's alluded to the fact that they don't look at other results, but players must know what's yeah. happened the night before, and uh, Darren will know better than anyone if it's if you go into a game on Saturday and the team's played the night before. Is it, does that affect the game at all? I mean, we, we've asked Daniel this quite a lot, and I, I think he'll say, oh, and we'll maybe look at the result and then watch the game, but not be too fussed about it. Which I suppose is, is the difference. I mean, if you were Norwich at the moment and that was the table, would you be looking at it? Uh, You'd obviously keep an eye on it. You, you, you've got to. It's, you know, it's in every paper and every TV show. Well, it's, what, and it's what you're doing, yeah. I suppose, isn't it? It's literally. But if I'm looking at that and I'm thinking we're winning this league, that's what I'd be thinking in my head. As a player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the same kind of situation in 2003, 2004, where we lost a game to Cardiff and then we just had a team meet and then it, I just said to him, we're going to win the league. And you just get, you just get in a rhythm where you think you can't be beaten. You know, I look at this Norwich team now and you don't look like there's that many weaknesses. They really don't, even though we concede a few goals. But you know, if you've got people who can score goals up the other end, you feel, always feel like you're going to have too much for the other teams. And you know, as a player, you should be looking at that, thinking, you know, we've got a right chance here. I guess the only thing people will look at is that, especially say in the back four, there are so many players who they're still playing their first full season of Championship football. They, they maybe not experienced it, but it's interesting because there is a mix of experience in the group as well, and some players who have played really big games, international games for. Teams in, in, I mean, team of Pookies done brilliantly at Bromby's, played for huge clubs. Yeah, you know, you you, you you probably say, oh, there's nobody's actually won anything, but you know, look at probably every team, no one's won anything. So it's a, it's a new experience, but you know, you've got to go for it, and everything that's been thrown at them so far, they've come out on top, and just by watching them over the last two or three weeks, they just look so confident. They just look, they just look like they can't be beat, and you know, that's a great place to be as a squad. You know, as, as a management team, going into every game thinking, right, if we do our job properly, the other team will not be able to cope with us. So, you know, I'd be looking forward to the next 11, 10, 11 games and thinking we can really set a marker here and, you know, win this league by a few points. It's, it's interesting because if you take out the first month, I think Norwich have lost three times and all three of those games, you could probably give a pretty... Um, high reasoning for why they were quite unlucky to lose them, which puts Norwich in a phenomenal position. Uh, what is special about the hours before Norwich kick off at Rotherham? What do you mean? What is special about the hours, you know, they say the three hours before Rotherham and Norwich kick off at New York Stadium? It's a good question. I think it's a good question. Everyone's looking at me blankly. Nev's here. Mrs. Of course, Nev's here. Mrs. T's going shopping to Meadowhall. Mrs. T's going shopping. Pack that in. Um, okay, I'll tell you. Um, Sheffield United are playing at Leeds, and it's a 12:30 kickoff, I think. And you know, I've seen people talking about how big that game is, which I guess filters into the fact that people are thinking if Norwich kick on, then they're done. I don't know if we're getting ahead of ourselves, Pete. But what? what how do you see it? Because that, that's going to be a huge game in a couple of in a, what less than a week's time. Oh, ten days. Fan would want. Um, Leeds to win and then you're just looking at that gap between top two and third because okay it's nice to lift a trophy but whether you finish second or first Norwich and Leeds both start next season in the Premier League on zero points Um, so for me you'd want Leeds to win that game just try and get that bit of that gap Um, but like Darren says if the confidence is there then you want to win the league because it's something that people remember forever I know people remember getting promoted 
if you've got a chance of winning the league, getting a trophy and actually your name's up there, it stays there, it gets remembered. You know, when we won the league, who came second? We <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Besides, that's my... That's my that Do you know what? Was it West Brom, wasn't it? Was it West Brom? Okay, let us know. I'm pretty sure it's West Brom. What's West Brom? They were trying to buy me at the same time. No, no. That's that's my point. It's like, if you get the chance, obviously it's promotions that, you know, if we have to come second, we come second. If we have to go up for the playoffs, we go up for the playoffs. But to actually win win something and and it's something, you you get a medal, you you keep it, you know, it's a a big thing. And can you imagine if you're a Max Ahrens or a Jamal and you you might just win win the league and go and play in the Premier League? What a story. We should just talk about Leeds because they're a former club, obviously. Um, I'm sure the Leeds fans are much nicer to you than they are me. Um, what have you made of them this year? Because they, I think the game against West Brom kind of proved that on their day, and if they get the first goal, they're almost untouchable. But you still kind of wonder if there's uh, those trip-ups there, I guess. Or do you, do you think maybe they've got that out of their system now and they'll push on? No, I still think it'll be there'll be times in the last 10 games where things don't go our way. But they've got players, they're, they're, they look like they're a together group. And they'll be thinking the same as us. You know, we've still got a great chance of going up. But Sheffield United aren't going to go away because they look like a team that's a bit more hardened, a bit more championship savvy. And they'll be thinking that we can kick on. So Leeds have been the best footballing team in the league this season. And I think it would be probably fair for both of us to go up just because of the way we played. But like you said, there's still a quarter of the season left and there's still twists and turns. But you expect teams to take points off each other. You just got to hope that you manage to pick up the pick up the wins when you can. Quarter of the season, it's quite a long time, isn't it? Um, Ipswich, do you want to touch on Ipswich, um, Pete? Um, are they going to turn things around in League One? Should we have that conversation? Um, no. That'll do. I think that'll do. Do you want to say anything on Ipswich, Darren, or do you, you no, prefer to do it on tweets? <laughs> there we go. Uh, right. I tell you what. Let's um, officially bring this work of art. Back in from the lukewarm. It's flip the bird, Tony. You ready? Born ready. Um, Been living on borrowed time for weeks. Last time out, which was a fair while ago, Mike Ward produced a par five with Craig uh, Bailey excelling on debut with seven and Neville Townsend, he's still here, um, could uh, not improve on his nap hand from previous in the season. Uh, tonight, Hux and Pete both make their Flip the Bird debuts. Um, Pete will be keen to beat Nev's best, for sure. No chance. <laughs> uh, and um, uh, maybe um, Darren's sights will be locked on Grant Holt's impressive debut seven from just before Christmas. But when we were talking before uh, we did this, you were literally like... I'd, you know, I'm whatever. Not if I win or lose at this, to be honest with you. It's, it's, it is irrelevant in my life, this little thing. <laughs> uh, I would probably say you're not the only one. Um, so you get 30 seconds. Uh, Tony, have you got a timer or do you want me to. Uh, you, I can do that if you want. Well, I, I can't actually. Um, I've lied. Uh, let me try it out. We'll get that ready. Um, and of course, the boys are both ready, itching to go. Look at how, um, how itching to go they are. I've got a um, countdown clock, which is here. And we're going to go in. Uh, <laughs> uh, three, uh, two, uh, one, and go! There we go. That was um, that was a bit painful, but now I know um, how long thirty seconds is, so that will help. Uh, I'm not sure either of these guys are really. Darren's doing it very neatly, and Pete's actually doing very well too. I've kind of underestimated these, and I'm not even buying the fact that Darren doesn't care and says this is irrelevant. I think he's heard me say Garden Hole got seven, and is now itching to beat him because otherwise he wouldn't be doing this. Pete is ticking along. He's I think he's sticking to, I think both are sticking to the rules as well. Nev's nodding and he would be the first to say if not. But these guys are both doing well. Oh, 30 seconds. Three, two, can you get one more in one? Great effort. There's my timer going off. Um, for the record, I can't hear out of my left ear today, which is, uh, which is a bit disconcerting. But there we go. I'll pick up this one at the front. Oh, there's two here. Claim them because they were on your pile. No, no, I missed one. So okay. that's one I didn't get. So six. It's a six for Darren Huckabee. Terrific. Eight. Eight for Pete Raven. Um, wow, that's that's a good effort. Nev's actually applauding. Um, you've you've blitzed Neville Townsend. How do you feel? Like Dan says, it's irrelevant. Say you can always say that when you win. Like it season. <laughs> and on that note, um, have we got a sting, Tony? Is there a flip the bird sting? Yeah, go on. That's the way we roll. It's television like never seen before. Um, 
Uh, well, I used to when I was growing up, once or twice. But uh, yeah, well, that was it. Yeah. Should have been drinking instead of doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all right, all right. Uh, we'll take a picture of um, of us all afterwards and, and celebrate in, in various things. But there we go. Uh, thanks, everyone. Now, uh, keep your questions coming in for Darren. We'll uh, go through those. I'm, I'm going to ask a, a few myself, though, if I may, because yeah. it's nice to have when you're in to spend a bit of time actually chatting to you properly. So, um, it's 18 months since you left the football club. Does it yeah, yeah. feel like that long now? Time just fly. <laughs> um, I d- do you miss it? Do you, do you miss being involved? Yeah, of course. Uh, you obviously still get to go to games. Uh, you know, it'd be nice where you know, you've got a few players coming through and you're still part of it. But like I say, it's not it's not the end of the world. I'm a big boy. You know, I've, I've uh, been lucky enough to go to to many other clubs, watch a few games. Uh, going to commentary next week for the Legends Day. So some of the things I haven't been able to do because obviously I had to work on a Saturday. So you know, I still try to I still go to every uh, Norwich game. But it's nice to, you know, I've been to Lincoln, I've been to Man City, I've been to uh, obviously Coventry next week. So, you know, it's it's not the same as working for the club, but you never know what's down the line, do you? No, this is it. Well, I'll tell Paddy you're off to Cov. He'll be, he'll probably go there instead of the Norwich game. They'll probably be uh, out of business by then. Well, anyway, let's, so hope, we'll well, let's hope they let's get something hope sorted. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Get something sorted, most definitely. I mean, do you, are you enjoying life so much here that you? you don't feel the need to get back into football. I mean, would you leave here to get another job, or do you, is no, he, he's so I've, settled I've offered, here? I've offered a few different things, but you know, I've spent most of my life moving, moving away and going there, there, and everywhere. And to be honest with you, I'm, you know, I'm pretty settled. I've got a great lifestyle. Uh, my, my wife probably won't want me being away for six days a week. So I'm in a fortunate position where, you know, I've done, done okay for myself. I'm not chasing the money I never have done. So, you know, I'm quite content with training every morning uh, being active and uh, watching Norwich at the weekend yeah it's good fun do, do you enjoy it as a fan I remember when we had Dean Ashton on the show he was saying it's, he hadn't really appreciated what it was like to be a fan until he, he sort of has become one now yeah you you know you're still itching to be out there but you know you get old your body can't take it anymore but it's just nice to especially this season I think what I've noticed this season is the togetherness in all the stands you know the club have made a real effort you know, with the, you see the flags now, you see all the other stuff. You know, a few, few of the older players coming back. Gosser, you know, Ewan Roberts has been back a little bit. I think it's, you know, whoever's at the top, Stuart and Ben. I think they're making a real effort to really bring the community together, the old players, the, the fans, the players, the current players. And I think, you know, this is one of the best times I've in the last since I've been a player. That the feeling around the place. Mm. Considering six months ago, it was all doom and gloom. Yeah. You know, to see where we are now to where we are at the end of last season, you know, is a magnificent effort, not just from the players, but from the Stuart Webber, you know, Ben, everybody involved. I think, you know, it's been a, a great effort. And like I said, we've just got to try and finish this season off with, with you know, with a, a real positive. Because even if we, you know, didn't go up, God forbid, it's been a massive positive this season. And we've just got to keep, we've got to keep the momentum going. Uh, I'll go ask you. Shoes or Matt Gill's shoes? I mean, he's you know. I like Gill. Gill is a good guy, and he, you know he's you know he's trying to progress his career. He wants he wants to be a, a first team coach or a manager, so he's got to do what he's got to do. But I'd rather be my shoes. <laughs> if you ask Gill that, he'd rather be me. He's, I've got more here than him. I've got more here than him. I'm quicker than him. I'm better looking than him. Probably got a few few more quid than him. So at the end of the day, uh, you know. I like Gilly, he's a good guy. <laughs> it should be said, Gilly is a top man. It was just a bold choice, really. Yeah. Bold choice, fair play to him. Um, I was get, well, uh, to be honest, we had Joe Ferrari, um, Director of Communications at Norwich City, on the show last week. He named you in his all-time Norwich City 11. You happy with that? I'd be disappointed if I wasn't, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, that's it. That's it. He had to, he, I, think, I, I think you were playing in some convoluted top-of-the-diamond role, but I don't know if that would have really worked. But, you know, he got you in. No, it's just nice. I think, you know, especially with people who know the club and... You, know, you look at this great history of the club and to be even considered you know, over 100 years to be one of the best players to ever play for the club you know, I feel very fortunate that the fans thought that much of me to be honest with you yeah good stuff and, and Tony um, asked on the pink and twitter feed uh, in the build up to the show for Norwich's top memories of, of, of your playing I, th- I think it was all the usual suspects that came up wasn't it Tony I've got to try and remember what they were now uh, the goal at home to Birmingham um, that game against Cardiff just before your loan ended um, asked a goal at, at Arsenal, wasn't yeah, it, in the Arsenal, Premier League? Even though we lost 4-0. Even though we lost 4-1, And a goal at MK Dons, yeah. Wimbledon, Wimbledon, that's right. Yeah, so some graphic moments. Favourite moment, favourite Darren Huckabee moment, Pete? Um, yeah, obviously Cardiff, but 
probably a bit of a unusual one is I remember the away game at Burnley the 5-3 and that was for me I mean I know Darren said early in the season they knew they were going up but I think no, that was after that, after, that was it, it was after the Cardiff loss we lost to Cardiff away and I don't know how many games it was left probably 10 11 something like that that's when I just said to everyone we're going to win the league so yeah. but Burnley was where because not only it's it unusual it's one of those stadiums where the teams come out of the away end and I think we were 3-2 down at half time and then second half we just tore them to bits and then all the players come towards us at the end really pumped and it was just you knew then and I think we went on to win like the next six or something it's, that was when you knew it happened and also after the Cardiff game Darren probably doesn't remember this but two drunk lads came up to him in the Hotel Nelson car park he was on the phone at the time and uh, grabbed his legs telling him to stay his missus was um, just wetting herself in the back and he, he was on the phone he said sorry mate I've got to go I've got a couple of fans here um, so yeah those are the two memories and to think that that nowadays would probably end up on social media it'd be viral yeah, yeah, the game's changed a little bit. <laughs> have you have you got a f- when you, you just think about your Norwich? I know it's hard. And there's so many moments, but is there one moment that sort of sticks in your memory about your time? I, I think the, the most important one for, was the Cardiff game because you know if we'd have lost that game, say I played that game and we were rubbish, we got beat four 0 would there have been the the clamour to get me back? Probably, but I, I don't know. But to go out with that performance, just showing everybody what what I was about. And showing my teammates what I was about, you know, I think that left a memory where the club were going to try and obviously go and get me in. And lucky for myself, uh, Nigel really wanted me. Uh, Keegan helped out. It just all worked out perfect. Brilliant. And it's, so much can be written on such small moments, can't they? Brilliant. Or big moments, in fact. Uh, brilliant. OK, it's uh, Norwich City notice board time. Uh, let's rattle through a few of these. Now, as mentioned on last week's Pink and Show, uh, Friday's game against Swansea sees the Canaries Trust collecting, um, oh, sorry, working to collect for Norwich Food Bank. There will be three collection points around Carrow Road and uh, Food Bank are asking for specific items, including uh, long life milk, instant mash, tin potatoes and tin fruit as uh, well as uh, long life sponge puddings so uh, you can make those donations you can also um, I think uh, make cash donations as well at those deposit points as I said there's three of them around Carrow Road if you can help please do uh, and next Thursday so tomorrow week uh, that's March the 14th the Canaries Trust a lot of Canaries Trust at the moment uh, AGM is at Carrow Road and will include a Q&A with Norwich City Sporting Director Stuart Webber uh, an evening and a rare chance to quiz the City Chief it's not to be missed it's free uh, and there will also be guests added to the panel and I think I can exclusively reveal that uh, our friend of the show and TV commentator German football expert extraordinaire Dan O'Hagan will also be on that panel with uh, Stuart Weber so that's very exciting and I hopefully we'll have uh, maybe one more name to add to that panel too um, and don't be put off by the fact that I'm hosting the discussion that's absolutely fine so uh, get yourself along that is next Thursday uh, for free at Carrow Road. And remember, if there are any tweets, stories, events, or groups of a canary's nature that you want to flag up here on the Pink and Show's uh, Norwich City Notice Board, then let us know by all the usual social media channels or, once again, with an email to thepinken at archant.co.uk. Uh, right, let's have a, a wee break to dive into the Norwich City archives from this week in Canaries history. But before we do that, it was a special afternoon <laughs> for City winger Onel Hernandez as he got to live a very specific dream in a certain Riverside catalogue store. Amazing. I'm very, I was very excited and how many people are, was today here is very, very nice and very cool and I like it and you see here, I love this. Argos is amazing. So I'd already designed a Timu Pookie jumper. Um, seen a lot of sort of fan fashion about so I thought I'd have a go at an Ornell one as well. Uh, he loved it. He absolutely loved it, yeah. You come to the shop and uh, you look in a catalogue and whatever you, you need, you have all inside. You search it, the number, and then you go to collect, collect point B and then you take it and you go home. It's the best what you can do. It's amazing, I like it.
now, as you can see, we've been joined by Forces to Canaries chairman, Neville Townsend. Hello, Nev. Even Good to see you again. And you, how are you? Coming quite the regular, I like it. <laughs> if it's anyone else, I wouldn't allow it. Yeah, um, so it's great to have you around, um, and it's an important job, because um, Friday is, is, is a big day coming up, actually, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot going on, as you said, that with the food bank collections, but it's also Armed Forces Day at Cow Road. Uh, and uh, this year, I have to consult my notes. We've Love got uh, units from uh, people from RAF Marham, um, and a group of ladies from the various organisations re representing 100 years of women in the armed forces, which is good. And then I've managed to pull together veterans from the Royal Naval Association, the Royal Marines Associations, the RAF Association, the Royal British Legion, Combined Ex Services, the Parachute Association, Anglian Regiment Association, and the Norwich Breakfast Club. And in in included in that will be four standards, so they'll have their standards as well. And on top of that, we have Forces Canaries, my boys, and uh, <laughs> uh, we have six serving and 17 veterans. So we've got quite a big following, uh, which is good. And th I mean, they've been doing this parade uh, annually for a long time. Yeah, I don't know when you'd know when the first one was. Or well, I can't remember. It's been going on for a few years, and it used to be just for serving. And I think because of uh, operational, we have got no, no one from Swanton Morley from the barracks there because they're stretched and they're operations. So unfortunately, they can't provide anyway. So last year we got the veterans involved and it was well received, so we got a few more this year and fair play to the club, they put a, a bigger amount of tickets on, so respect to them for that. I have one uh, oh. uh, service announcement, if anyone's got a cadet band that can uh, come along on uh, Friday night, because we, we haven't got one, the club are looking for one. A cadet band? Yeah, to go ahead and play music ahead, going around the Pritch Parade. Oh, wow. If they could contact me, and then I could put them in contact with Norwich City Football Club. Brilliant. So what's the best way of getting hold of you, Nev? Um, <laughs> Twitter, Facebook. Um, Neville Townsend and Forces to Canaries, if you give yeah, it a look. And also, you can get a hold of us through the usual Pinkard channels, yeah. and we'll, of course, let, so let Neville that'd know. That would be great. Cadet yeah. band. I love yeah. that. Yeah, will that make it? I mean, the, the, the guys and girls must really enjoy it. I mean, does it mean a lot to them? To it them? does. Uh, I've got them... Uh, guys from our lot coming from all over the uh, country, uh, from London, up north, down south. All Norwich fans? Yes, all my lot are, yes. Uh -huh. uh, the guys from these other associations, not so much, but they're proud veterans, yeah. and so, yeah, they'll be there with the jacket and the medals on and that, and so, yeah, it's a good chance for the public to say thank you to these guys, you know. That's brilliant. And that'll be taking place at half-time, is it? Half-time parade, yeah, round the pitch, and to get us off as quickly as possible, get us round <laughs> and then get the football back on, yeah. Well, and also obviously not to get in the way of Tampa time. Oh, yes. <laughs> there we go. Have you had a go at that yet? What? Tampa time. No. The Tampa challenge, looks, whatever it's called. looks pretty easy. Yeah? I saw Holtley and Adam Drury do it. Yeah. And, if and Gunny, did you see Gunny do it? That was quite unfunny. If Adam Drury can do it with his wonky legs, then anybody should be able to do it. I should be getting two or two, three holidays a year. So, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Dan Wynn, I think you've got a willing participant here to have a go. Um, fortunately, I'm busy at half time, so no one would want to see that, um, obviously. Um, one more thing I'd like to just mention that um, we've been challenged by Wigan Forces team to a five side game oh. at uh, Wigan. Uh, of course. Up at Wigan? Up at Wigan before. Is, it, is that before the game? Before the game. So, on the Saturday or Sunday? Well, sun well I, hope so. I hope it's Sunday because I booked a hotel on the Saturday night. Um, so, yeah. Um, uh, so I'd just like to plug that. Okay, so, so that, that will be taking place at half-time or before the game? Before the game. Before so, the game. So if no one could be there, that would be great. So well, imagine if there's 5,000 Norwich fans. Yeah, I don't think they'll be yeah. in there. A uh, yellow wall for the, uh, yeah. for the Forces to Canaries. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely making sure that happens. <laughs> got top stuff. But what else would you want to watch just before kick-off? Well, Wigan Norwich. Well, some kids running around. and well, yeah. 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 So it's going to be interesting. They might have kids and yeah, vets. Are, yeah. The old boys, Who, yeah. Do you know what you're going to come up against or...? No, well, our age ranges from mid thirties to, to myself, so it's a, it's a wide range. So thirty-five. <laughs> uh, so um, we're hoping to match the two teams, <laughs> whether that happen or not. Hopefully, we'll we're going to be kind to you, and it won't be like the halftime entertainment at Millwall, where they get um, young fans to do a relay race around the pitch. And you throw bottles. At them. Well, no, <laughs> not not yet, not now. Anyway, um, but they do make sure they pair up the pairings so that uh, Millwall always win, and there's some poor little Norwich sprog at the end who, you know, it's, it's got about half the a stride of, of whoever the 12 year old massive six foot kid is at the end anyway you know if you're the home team home advantage you get to pick the sides so I'm just you know yeah, war yeah. I'm just warning you warning, basically I will contact them there, there. this has been done through the CSF as well so, is it yeah oh, so brilliant. the good guys at CSF absolutely yeah. fantastic uh, the one question I was going to ask you here uh, finally is there going to be a football match at Cow Road come the summer with Forces to Canaries um I've, depends oh. uh, I'm, I'm trying to get one between uh, Norwich City football staff yourselves and the supporters groups oh. 
um, but I haven't heard anything back. So it's 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 getting everyone together and uh, and if there's any spare slots. But you play when you? Yeah, fit. <laughs> if selected. Yeah. You're on my side, uh, and then it's sort of semi-celebrity. So we love it. Uh, brilliant. Cheers, Neville. Thank you so much. Cheers, Stay there because um, it is now time to uh, talk uh, Swansea. Although I say Swansea, Norwich actually play at home to Hull in midweek and then uh, travel to Rotherham, of course, before the Pink and Show uh, returns in a fortnight during uh, and during the final international break of the season. Um, three big games, Darren. I mean, what, what are we hoping for from, from these three? Because it strikes me that the Swansea game, you know, OK, we'll, we'll take them on. Um, Hull... They, they feel like a tricky opponent and then you know as well we'll get a Rotherham I suppose. Yeah, interestingly, all three teams have got something to play for still. You know, uh, Rotherham will fight for their life so you'll think that'll be quite tough. You know, Hulls can still get in the playoffs. Obviously, Swansea can still get in the playoffs with the right results. So, it'll be tough games but you don't get to this stage of the season, top of the league, you know, being, not, I won't say comfortable but outclassing most opponents. You do it for a reason. So, you know, you've got to look for free wins. You really have. You've got to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, you know, Paul Warren is uh, a bona fide Norwich City fan, Rotherham boss. Uh, he, we've given him a lot of coverage over how much of a fan he is, so it's probably about time he did his hometown club a favour, isn't it? I don't know how you do that as a manager of the other side, though. <laughs> no. Like you say, Rotherham are fighting for their lives, but so are Millwall. And we went there and did a number on them. Um, I can see free wins. I think you'd be disappointed in anything less, to be honest. Oh, well, I might ask you about that in a bit as well. Uh, Luke Siddle, let's go through some of your questions. I have so apologies, we haven't really gone through many of them, but I'll try and get some in now. Uh, Luke Siddle, tough ask, but not out of the question with this side, um, which is presumably that Norwich can win the title. Fortunately, a slightly more easier games than Sheffield United and Leeds. Norwich win 10 and draw one of their remaining games and they will get 100 points. That's a big ask. <laughs> That's a big ask. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Um, Simon Garner, Hux, if you were asked to play in a hypothetical game of legends, who uh, would you choose, Team Russ or Team Wes, in a hypothetical game of legends? Funnily enough, I have been asked to play in the game. Oh, have you now? Yeah. Ah, and you said no I chance. I, no, no, I said I'll play you. Yeah. Oh, you're probably not supposed to say that, but we'll take it. I don't know if I've met to announce it a bit later on. I don't know, no idea. Ooh, I'm, not gonna I'm not going to tell you which which one asked me though, so we'll see. Oh, so I can't answer your question. You know what? That's 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 a that's a good balanced uh, good balanced um, tease there. It's absolutely fine. What else have we got here? Um, John Kamak, I've got a bet on Tamer Pookie to be the top scorer at 100 to one. We'll win 500 quid, um, uh, and it was placed at the start of the season. Uh, will Pookie be championship top scorer? Uh, will he beat Billy Sharp? <laughs> it's those two, isn't it? Um, the way he's going, yeah, I think he'll still be top by the end of the season. Um, I know he's got a couple of games in Armenia and Italy for Finland during his national break, but if he comes back from those, all right, and he's still firing all cylinders, and he's got a real chance of breaking the league record, uh, club record as well, because he needs seven more to match it. You get a couple in the next couple of games, or you a brace on Friday then you're, you're well in aren't you so I think you'll do it good international knowledge there Pete appreciate that um, let's have a look at some on Facebook as well as they thanks all for watching and getting these in um, let's see how many we can rattle through Philip Huish uh, do we know what is going on with the Wigan away match oh yes yeah, I should have read that first um, no idea um, Lawn NCFC Smybert uh, Hux what player would you compare yourself with or to in the current squad I don't think there is one is there maybe Hernandez a little bit but I'll, I'll probably be slightly different but could be played a different way yeah so but you know, Hernandez is you know he's been effective real effective at times this season so uh, Robert Pike uh, was just joining in from earlier West Brom finished second when we won the championship well done Robert uh, Jamie Pre Jamie Brett I'll ask you all this one Buendia or Madison <sighs> Madison in this way we're playing I think Madison will play higher but Buendia's been slightly more effective in this team this season. Yeah, individually Madison, but with his him got an Emmy in, it's that like Dan said, that team is now more direct. So for me, it's Emmy for Norwich City. Love it. Love Emmy Buendia, by the way. Um, massive fan. Uh, but I'm not allowed to say that, man. I'm covering them purely objectively. Let's have a look at some um, messages as well. Uh, I should probably try and read these first. Um, Josh Stewart, the fan who said, you think they shop at posh shops. 
is bang on the money there. So is that what someone said to Anel Hernandez at, or, uh, at Argos, perhaps, maybe earlier, but there we go. Um, but no, they do shop at Argos, certainly if you're Anel Hernandez. I, I do think I keep calling him Onel Hernandez. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> sorry, Anel. I'll try and remember your, your proper name. Um, and what else we got here on Periscope at 44 Lwell? Um, all the best from Rochester, New York, USA. Do you reckon it's warm there? My US geography. Oh, your US geography should be pretty good, Darren. Well, it'd be cold there, wouldn't it? Yeah, we'll take that. That's brilliant. Um, uh, our young players have done a great job, says someone's Twitter handle that I am not reading out. Um, that's a good job I caught that one. Um, Vaspian 101, are worried we've got a board draw coming on Friday. We've not seen that this season yet. Hope I'm wrong. In, in true, actually, I think... Um, uh, well, Bolton was a goalless draw. Forest was a goalless draw. And we saw she had loads of goals in those two games. Um, Oh, um, um, uh, APOS45 says, please don't give our opponents any ideas, Hux. I think that's because you were pointing out the way they play, but, you know, it's all right. If people, in fairness, the, the other championship sides are, will have been working on how to stop them for, for yeah, ages. I, I honestly believe that, you know, bar two or three teams, everyone tries to play football in this division, and the, usually the teams that possible, better, more effective going forward will hurt other teams. So, at the minute... It's us against poor teams who aren't as good at playing football than us. So that's where we are. Uh, Apos also asks, did the team have a fines wheel of fortune in Huck's day? No, no there was a fine, yeah. fining system, but I quite like that. It was a good idea, wasn't it? Did you just wander around and find them? Was it was your job? No, no, that was manager's, manager's rules. <laughs> Here's a good one. Um, Jock McPhee, <laughs> that's your real name, um, and it's also about a jo uh, Scott. Uh, which is McLean's best position? Where would you like to see him play? Because we sort of had this discussion a couple of weeks ago, yeah, didn't we? I, I, a lot of people say he's, he's the number 10 is his best position. Um, and he's been playing. I thought he's done quite well up until now, really, to be fair. And he's come in and I, I, you can't shift him at the moment, really. Um, well, tell you what, let's have a look at the 11 at that point, Tony. This is, um, I haven't bothered to ask the guys their 11s. I've just put up my 11, which is effectively the last 11. No changes. McLean and Tribal stay in the middle. But of course, pretty much everyone is fit now. Is that what you expect Daniel to go with on Friday? I think he'll go with that, yeah. But like you said, now is everyone's fit. There's great competition for places. But you can't really drop Kenny, you know, in my opinion. But uh, So I think he'll go with what he did at Millwall. Have you played with many managers like this who just they just don't drop players? Daniel doesn't, hasn't, no, I don't think he's really dropped a player thing, all season. That's one thing he's got absolutely perfect this year. You know, you've got a lot of big players who would get in most championship team, championship teams sitting on the bench. But as a player, you know, what... You know, take Ben Gobby for instance. He's, you know, playing superbly well. He's got two internationals sitting on the bench. You know what, what he must be thinking. This manager really, really likes what I'm doing. He's appreciating what I'm doing. He's, it's actually good that players are giving it all, and if they play well, they deserve to stay in the team. And he's done it all season. So it's not, it's not like the first time. You know, you've got Leitner who's come back, who's not, not in the team. You know, Teddy when he's fit, he's not in the team. So I think it's, it's actually great for the players that are playing, but also the players that are on the bench, knowing that if I do get back in and I play well, I'll stay in. So it works both ways. It does. And of course, we don't know what's going to happen in terms of injuries or suspension still for the rest of the rest of this season. What do you reckon, Pete? Is that what you expect to rock up? Um, yeah, I guess the central midfield is the only one where there's a bit of a conundrum. Um, for me, Leitner was, before his injury, player of the season. So definitely up there. So I could see maybe him coming in from McLean, but... That would probably be the only change. The rest of the team picks itself pretty much. It's just that, but it's a great problem to have with like Mario, Teti, Leitner, all on the bench waiting to get in. It's sometimes it's superstitious though. Sometimes you know if you get a win and you play all right, you know he's like, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. and that is exactly what Dar uh, Daniel has done. And in fairness, last season, even when it wasn't going well, we probably accused him of not changing up enough. So it's, it's the way it goes. Okay, brilliant stuff. Thank you for all your questions as well. Uh, the final ones are just for the next three games. Swansea at home, Hull at home on Wednesday, Rotherham away the following Saturday. I want to know your key man for those three games. How many points Norwich are going to get out of nine? Pete? It's going to be nine points. And I think Emmy is going to shine. Emmy. Emmy. Neville? I think we might uh, draw one of them. Um, Which one? Uh, probably Hull, uh, so seven points. And I, I agree with Peter. Emmy, but dear. Darren? One nine, Tech seven. Pookie will be. He got to. He's you know. He's he's been a revelation. And if he continues scoring goals, we will win the league and go up. Where where which position will Norwich be in the table at the end of those three games? 
Oh, those, at the end of those three games, still top. Top. Top, yeah. There we go. That is the vibe from the Departure Lounge. Uh, we are done for this week's Pink and Show. Remember, you can catch up with tonight's edition and our superb No City coverage on all our platforms, including our Pinkin app. But first and foremost, Pinkin.com. I will be at Carrow Road on Friday and Wednesday night, as usual, alongside Paddy Davitt, David Freezer, and producer Tony. So check out our big build-up team news, live and behind-the-scenes coverage, reaction and analysis. And if you see any of us around, please make sure you do say hello. Uh, the Hull game, of course, means we will return in a fortnight with the next Pink and Show live on Wednesday at 6 p.m. from uh, Redwell Brewery in Trous, hopefully, I believe. So we've not been there, that's exciting. Uh, remember to join us there, either in the flesh or online. Uh, that's for then, for now. Uh, a big thank you to our guest tonight, to Pete, to Neville, thanks for joining us, and of course to Darren Huckabee. Enjoy it? Pleasure, yeah, pleasure. Thank you so much for coming in, my man. Uh, the Departure Lounge, big thank you to them, of course, uh, for being such lovely hosts. Pete's looking forward to having some pasta on them. Uh, he's put his request in already. Uh, to the crew, uh, that is, of course, uh, solely producer Tony tonight. Well done, Tony. Top job, as always. And, of course, to you guys and girls for being involved uh, and watching the show. We always really appreciate it. Until next time, here's to the Canaries proving both form and class are permanent. Uh, we will see you on the other side. Good night. <laughs>